Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So. Why, do you, why are you faking that lisp? I'm not faking a lisp. Yeah, you, you you just did it again. You no, know, I just that's a lisp, but I'm not faking it. I don't I don't fake lisps. Well, because sometimes you have it, and sometimes you put it on. When do I? It when seems do I, a bit like you fake it. <laughs> when do I fake a lisp? I don't know. Do you think sometimes I pretend I have a lisp? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, when do, do I ever do that? Well, you do. Well, I don't. I don't feel like I do. I don't fake anything, Francis. Actually, <laughs> Eloise does. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you who, who uh, the person we have on the podcast, they definitely doesn't fake anything. Who's that? She doesn't fake singing because she has one of the most beautiful voices. Oh, yeah. No, she's a genuine... She's a den- genuine, genuine, a genuine talent. Genuine talent. Um, Freya Ridings. Now, yeah. the, a great thing, there's a great story behind for how Francis and I um, uh, came across Freya. <laughs> oh, you always make that face. You always make a face when I use that term. Yeah, of because like, it's, it's, <laughs> it, I, you always say it with a weird grin on. No, I don't. Some weird cheesy, sick grin. <sighs> Perverted. Uh, <laughs> but she obviously Freya sang that amazing song "Lost Without You," standing on the platform, waiting for the train home. Is That's that, not how it goes. Okay, well it's kind of close. Anyway, yeah, basically. Um, I said to you that I thought she was going to be very big, and mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I called it. I, I, <laughs> no, no, that's such a lie. I, you said, you said, oh, I know who's going to be really big. It's Freya Ridings. I said, I already know who Freya Ridings. Oh, is. Oh no, but I've been saying that for like years. I <laughs> really, yeah. even before she was a singer, you were like, no, she's been a singer for like twenty years. <laughs> well, like Aretha Franklin. <laughs> no, since she was like in four. <laughs> That would make her four. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That would make her four. Uh, we had Freya Ridings on the podcast. She was wonderful. She was beautiful. She was incredible. I mean, it's just, it's such a fun, lovely, and it's all, do you know what I loved about it, Francis? I think we were Well, saying- you loved all the free stuff from <laughs> the, 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 the gifting suite at Major League. She invited us to a gifting suite afterwards, but I didn't like all the free you stuff. You were loving it. Who, who was the one who And then got- you tried to steal all those baseballs. <laughs> who was the one who took all of the stuff? No, that's just because they offered. They said, yeah, you can take whatever you want. And, you, and you're, you're, like, you're, like a, you're like a sly burglar in the corner just taking everything. Hey, I wasn't the one who actually got banned from boots for shoplifting. So. <laughs> you also turned out, you looked like when you were wearing the Red Sox hat and the Red Sox jumper, you, you looked like a weird substitute teacher who loved baseball. <laughs> Was trying to get in with the kids because of it. It's my love of baseball. But also, we got a really cool competition because uh, Freya very kindly um, gave two tickets to her show at the Roundhouse on the 11th of March in London. So we have two tickets uh, for a winner who can go with themselves and a friend. yeah. So they can, they can, if they win the tickets, they can take a friend. They, they, they can take a friend. Um, and, or they uh, can just take, they can go by themselves, have a spare seat next to them. And what we would love to do meet, meet someone new at the, at the, uh, yeah, yeah. So if at you, the concert. Yeah, so so if you, you, do you want to come sit next to me? I've got a spare ticket. So if you want 
Okay, so all you got to do is, if you want to win those two tickets, um, all you got to do is follow our Instagram at Private Podcast. You got to like it, tag a friend on it, and comment underneath on the post that on, we put up on the actual post that we put up, and you can win two tickets to Freya Ridings on the eleventh of March at the Roundhouse, um, which is going to be saying Francis and I are going to be there. So come say hi to us. We can't wait to see you. It's going to be incredible, um, and we can hang out and have a couple of shandies together. You know what I mean? Uh, I think you should stay off the shandies too, but. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a liability uh, but anyway so go and do that remember to go on the instagram and also uh like as always please like and comment and do all the kind of things that you love to do on the podcast because we freaking love you guys you really are awesome keep subscribing keep commenting you make it all worthwhile you really do and without you once again we wouldn't be here so we really appreciate it standing on the platform That's it. waiting for the train home that's not... Well, how does it go? Watching you go. Okay, fine. You're, that's what you'd be terrible on... Uh, you'd be in the bushes watching them, wouldn't you? Right, everyone. This, what? What? I didn't really get that. <laughs> didn't get it. Right, everyone. Uh, this is Freya Ridings on Private Parts Podcast. One of mine and Freya Francis's favourites. Enjoy. The, your podcast is... I mean, your podcast, your <laughs> microphone is on. Okay. Yeah. We're recording now. Yeah. Oh. That's what we do. Hey, but listen, we're, we're always on. Are you are you one of those people who aren't, or you have to like prepare yourself to be on? No, I, I come well. I come from a family of actors, so it's kind of like I'm the least dramatic person in my family. <laughs> so it's kind of I'm ja- used to a lot of energy. Jamie is the most dramatic, if you know what I mean. No, firstly, I'm not the most dramatic at yeah. all. No, I'm not. I'm not the most dramatic in your family. No, I well, as in, are you saying that I'm the most talented dramatic artist? I'm saying in that you're a drama queen. Not a drama queen. I'm not a drama. Do you know what I am? Though I'm a hypochondriac. Oh really? No, but if really? I, I, well, we had this conversation before, you can't be a co- hypochondriac and say you're a hypochondriac because then you're acknowledging that you are paranoid about your health. So you're effectively contradicting. I mean, a, a real genuine hypochondriac would not think they were a hypochondriac. Yes, because I'm being a hypochondriac about being a hypochondriac. I feel like that's true. Mm. Yeah, that could happen. Or you're being—it's an affectation. Like your asthma, you don't actually have asthma. I do have asthma. Do you not? No, he actually, but he carries around. He carries around. He carries around a puffer with him everywhere he goes, really? and like, which like shows everyone on the street. Like I've got asthma. Does everyone better than flashing people? What he does. <laughs> what? <laughs> At least I show my puffer. You just show your penis. What? Anyway. Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. Join with us today. We are very excited, aren't we, Francis? Because yeah. we have Freya Ridings. Hi, Freya. Freya Ridings. Hello. Oh, Thank right. you guys for having me. Hey, listen, can we tell the story of how of how we we came across each other? Yeah. Or how are we... you saying it like that? That's no, of how, of how, well, how come you're on the podcast today? So mm. what happened? Because we were talking about you on yeah. our podcast, weren't we? Yeah, you guys said some lovely things and lots of people sent me like DMs and tweets saying that you guys had said lovely things. Really? Oh, I thought it was because you were just casually listening to the podcast. That too. And that you just too. heard us saying, you know, how great you were and... That could, have, that could have feasibly happened because yeah. I do listen. Uh, <laughs> but it was. Had you listened before? Or? Well, I'd seen it and was planning to. And then oh, I was yeah. actually in that episode. So he, he, I'm sorry about that. Francis just needs validation the whole time about it. Like, he doesn't care. He's just like, oh, have you listened to it? You know, yeah. It doesn't matter if she listens to well, it. Well, I think it does, she's, I've got it's, a, it's better. I've got a lot she, of listening to do. Because exactly. there's 95 episodes to get through. So. 95 hours. Oh actually, more. God. That's my whole tour. Yeah. All my traveling. Wow. <laughs> but also, Fred, this is not. Wait, this you're doing the tour in like four days. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, have you not been invited on it? No, I have. It's just the American shows. We're not doing the UK shows until ah, March. Oh yeah. So I've been. Well, I've been invited to the American. Where we we're starting in Louisiana, aren't we? No. Oh. <laughs> no, sorry. We're start. <laughs> oh, we're though. starting in. Oh, we're starting in. Uh, New Hampton. New York. New York. <laughs> there we go. New well, York. Sorry, then we go to Louisiana after New York. I'd love that. Yeah. I've never been. <laughs> but we're going, we're going in about a week and a half, That's aren't a plan. we? My mum's from Louisiana. <laughs> is she? Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she is. Really? I can't tell if that's true. It's true. I nor can I actually can tell either. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, she was born in Louisiana. But, but Frey, we, we need... A, I, before we, you know, get into things, we've got to give a little background on... on because I mean, everyone who's listening knows exactly who you are, but you are um, 24. I am. Okay, here's my first question, right? You are a beautiful singer. 
Thank you. Uh, and uh, your, your you mean, uh, and she also has a beautiful voice. A beautiful voice. <laughs> one of one of I, I I would say one of the best voices of uh, the current the generation of the of our generation at the moment. Your voice is unbelievably amazing. Thank um, you. I got I got bullied for it at school, so thank you. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. What the were boys you always, in my class were, you... were like, you sound like a man because I was like nine and I was like trying to be like Aretha Franklin, and uh. they would just be like, oh my god, and I'd be like, oh, oh no. It was always like the boys I fancied as well. It's really sad. Wait, wait, saying so explain it. So at school you used to sing a hell of a lot and then they used to bully you for it yeah i remember there was a day i think i was like nine and someone asked me to sing something for a joke and then went around like saying to everyone that freya sings a bit like a man and it was oh really no sad. that is sad but then everyone was like oh you sing and so they invited me to play a show which then turned out to be like one of the turning points of my life wow so it did work out in the end but I, I don't, this is what I don't get about schools, right? Why school, it can be so mean and so harsh. And I'm sure... Jamie was a big bully at school. No, bully I can see that. No, no. I'm not. You bullied, yeah, you did. You, no. You, you always Were you guys at school the... together? No, no, we weren't. I would have bullied him if I was, though. But <laughs> see? We, we, were not, we were not at school together. The only time I've ever been called a bully was when we had a guy called um, at uh, my school. And I was at a school called Hatherick Castle School, which was down in Hatherick Castle. Uh, and only ever liked the color yellow so he could only wear yellow things and he could only color in yellow things and things like that and he w he was uh, sort of a slightly odd kid right but i didn't bully him in any way yeah you did <laughs> i didn't i swear to god i didn't i, I never did why are, you, why are you saying you didn't bully him <laughs> no, because, because the point was is that we were called into our headmaster's office i remember this very well we called it called into headmaster's office and <laughs> was standing there and uh, the headmaster said, right, some boys in this class have been bullying this boy. And I was looking around going, well, who could that be? I, I was looking around and then they said, who do you think it is? And one boy, remember, he stood you up. You put your hand up to try and <laughs> throw someone under the bus and they thought you were admitting it. No, one person, one person stood up and uh, he was like, yes, I, I think it could be me. And then another boy stood up and said it could be me. And then another boy stood up. And now I wasn't even friends with these guys. And then the teacher said, and there's one more boy in here who, who's been doing it, who's been doing it. And I was like, it's not me. Like, and I could sense that everyone was looking at me. And then I was like six years old. And one of the girls, the first girl I actually ever fancied, pointed her hand at me and said, I think it was Jamie as well. And I, so I was made to stand up having not done anything. And he said, why did you do it? And so the only thing that came into my head, and this is true, I said, well, I did it because Tom said he wouldn't invite me to his birthday party. <laughs> Because I needed to find like some sort of excuse, but I didn't ever do it. I felt well, really hard yeah. done by. It. Sounds like quite an elaborate excuse. No, but the thing is, right? What I was going to say is that so you you were bullied for it, which could have stopped you from mm. actually singing, right? I was kind of always a rebel. I feel like it was like you know being a redhead and being like much taller than the other kids just made me different anyway. So it was You're just like, another yeah, thing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like older boys. No, I was like I just sort of went off to the piano rooms at lunchtime and that like became my sort of friend mm. but the amazing thing about you is that i think you said this point is that you were dyslexic mm, so very. You, you couldn't read or write music no still can't but the, so how but so, so you're okay fine you're you can sing you can do these things so but you would go to the piano and start writing how on earth did you even begin doing that i think it was this i had quite a few piano teachers who were like you have to be able to read music or you can't play and i was like that doesn't that doesn't feel right to me like I could hear the music I was like if you can show me a song I can work out and they were like that's just not how it's done so I really wanted to play but I had to basically write my own songs because people wouldn't teach me anyone else's well, that's that's the thing a lot and a lot of the most talented songwriters actually don't re read music they like, two different parts of the brain I yeah, really they're, do because it's you know improvising mm. you know is 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 less about music uh, like notation and more about actually the feel of it right? exactly yeah. yeah but if I went to, if you if feel you, it yeah, but see, okay, I feel like I'm a little bit musical. Like, yeah, I what can... What do you play? I play blues. I the blues. Yeah, yeah. all the old blues. <laughs> blues. Yeah. I play some of the old, the, 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 the old the blues, blues instruments. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I play the blues. <laughs> play a little bit of jazz. I can do loads. I can... Like an instrument. Yeah, what instrument? Okay, I played the recorder, as everyone always does, and then I... I play you play blues on the recorder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded uncanny like the jazz, yeah, yeah. jazz flute yeah yeah but no but i i i think it's not anyone can just hear a sound and then go and start playing it right you just like 
you hear it and then you yeah but you work, you, you s- hear it and work it out you said like oh just go and color that thing in red it's like you're, you're saying it like it's so simple i don't feel like it's that simple i wouldn't I, how did you know what notes there were? How did you know what... If you can't read music, how are you learning any part of music at the beginning? There are loads... Of, like, actually, loads of the songs that I've written are in F-sharp, and apparently that's, like, a terrible thing to do, but I didn't know. So when I, like, play with other musicians, they're like, damn you! And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry! But why is that? So F-sharp is a hard thing to play with. Yeah, but for me, it's one of my favourite. Like, I've written, like, two out of three of my singles in it, so it's kind uh. of... What does F sharp mean? Hang on, how? What do you say? Is that like the? Is that like the F? Big... I still don't know. Like sometimes I'm just like, which one's this one? So F, F like... is F, F is. So if F, it looks like a donkey, it's off to the right. But F sharp is one of the black <laughs> keys, right? Yeah. Wait, yeah. If it looks like a donkey, it's off to the right. Yeah. <laughs> no, someone told me once that like the two little black keys in the middle, there's like middle C, and then you've got the two little black keys. Oh, where you look begin like playing... a little donkey, uh, and it's always stuck with me. That's oh yeah, where you play rugrats. Where you play rugrats. So basically, it's black. So if so, if F and then then it's F sharp and then F flat is also. I don't know what you're saying, but yes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah but, I, but, but I want to know more. So, but lo- so Lost Without You. Yeah. Beautiful, moving love song. Thank you. Dedicated to Google Maps. Yes, I am. I am actually lost without Google Maps, so it make, I get what, lost a lot. What do you mean lo- Lost Without You is dedicated to Google Maps? Uh, it's not. She'd be lost without... Uh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I, I yeah. think that's the first time anyone's ever said that, which I can't believe. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I love a good pun. Well, yeah, <laughs> but wait, Me hang too. on. But I want to know more. So, so is that in F sharp? Is what I was going to ask. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm waking up, waking up. I think that's in C sharp. I just look love at the him. Look at, do, you know, do you know what he's doing right now? I love how he's li- every single time he names one of your songs, he's looking at me, going like, yeah, yeah, I know. Waking up, I know all those songs. <laughs> waking up is another song. Is that in F sharp? It's not. That's about a man named Up who's always asleep. What about <laughs> what about um, what about uh, Blackout? But you don't know that one. Blackout. Yeah, that's F sharp. Yeah, that's yeah. F sharp. Good, you what, good, you what about it. Ultraviolet? If you want to, that's also in C sharp. Yeah. I think I have a theme. Ultraviolet. Yeah. Radiation. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You need to design T-shirts for that. Yeah, that's but, amazing. Oh yeah. But France, if you want to have a battle off with who knows Frere more, bet you didn't know that Ultraviolet was also a remixed by uh, the Welsh DJ. Is that is his name Welsh? Is his Welsh? Is his name Welsh? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but he is. Isn't he Welsh? I don't know. I've never met him. <laughs> but you know the one I'm talking about. It was. It was what? remixed. Which one? I don't know. Which tell me. You're, you. You know. I don't know. You know him probably more than me. I don't. Ah, uh, Zed. I don't Jamie, know. Jamie, what are you on about? I'm just saying. Look, I know a lot of things about her. I've definitely written right? songs. But very. What I want to know more is that. So you 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 kind of skipped it because you. How did you learn how to play the instruments if you didn't have any understanding of music and things like that? You're asking the same question. Yeah, but I didn't hear. Okay, I didn't hear right. what it was. I feel like growing up, it was that kind of thing. Like I was really lucky that my parents kind of supported the fact that I couldn't read music and they were like, you know, write your own songs. It's totally... Because I used to play them to my music teachers and they'd be like, cool, uh, weird nine-year-old. And I'd be like, but I've written a song. And they'd be like, just learn mine. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but, weird but nine-year-old. <laughs> you know, Get out, you freak. What are you doing? It was bad. You know what? I I, I actually... Um, I used to have one of those little keyboards, mm. right? And it was like multicolored keyboard. And uh, this was before I... Uh, <laughs> I really would have bullied you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I used to sort of sit in my room and... and and, you know, make up these little songs and go blah, 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 and, and sing along to them. And then um, my uh, my aunt came in and, and caught me and started laughing. And then I and I was so embarrassed, I just gave up. See, that's so sad because yeah. I no, you could have, you know, written so many songs. I could have written so many beautiful songs. Actually, I have written some songs. I have a feeling. Have I have really have a big feeling. I don't think you would have. I have, I have a strong. Hey, but then, strong I, then I so then I played so I played the violin. Oh, okay. And then I and then I. And then I realized. Then I realized that the orchestra. I was in the orchestra, and I and I thought that it was uncool, so I stopped playing that. And then, um, and then I remember I was did the tryouts for the choir at, at school. And then, you were in the choir as well, weren't you? I was. Yeah. And then, and then I heard this older boy say, "Oh yeah, God, I like totally flunked my uh, choir uh, choir um, auditions on purpose because it's so lame to be in the choir." And I was like, <laughs> Wait, "Shit, I flunked. <laughs> I flunked firstly, my firstly, choir. I f- give me your lunch money because I flunked." <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who says flunked in the UK? I flunked the choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he deliberately fucked it up. And I was like, shit, that must be quite a cool thing to do. So then I <laughs> fucked up my choir auditions. Oh. Didn't get in the choir. He, you know, he no was going, way. He was like, he was like, um, he, uh, he, he pushed, you know, I don't know, he was like, tried to do middle C. And then, and then he was like, okay, now do middle C. And I went, 
Bah. <laughs> <laughs> he just did all the wrong ones and he was like, okay, I guess you don't want to be in the choir. Then. And you were like, no, I really do. I just not good enough. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just tone deaf, all right? <laughs> Cut me some slack. Wait, so, and so you were learning all these instruments and your parents were encouraging you to kind of write all your own songs. Well, I'd seen my dad playing and writing growing up and I just thought that's what you did. I thought you played your own instrument and you wrote your own songs. So when I like turned up playing my own instruments and writing songs, people were like, huh? But to me, it was just normal. Yeah. Um, but now sort of looking back, I'm so happy I did it that way. Cause I feel like if you try and do it the other way around, like you start just singing and then you have to try and play, it gets harder. It is, yeah. It, do you know what's also interesting about that is that I, I told you this and you, so Francis went to a Montessori school as well. But no, the, I didn't. <laughs> did you not? Have I just put that on you? What? Yeah, Francis went to one. Uh, my Mont sister, my younger sister went to Montessori. Oh, did your younger sister? Okay. So, so, but the interesting thing about that, right, is... Um, you know, you find people who go to these sort of creative schools mm. where where you're not told to kind of, you have to read this or you have to study that, you have to do this. And so you'll kind of choose what you want to do. So you become much more creative, supposedly. Mm. And I think it, it works for the individual. But I think what you're saying is you did that same thing because you weren't trained to be a singer and to do all those kind of things, you then could become more creative because you, it, you had nothing to go on. You you were learning a Hamlet play without knowing what the Hamlet play was I didn't know about. I couldn't. That was definitely Maybe part that's of it. what it is. Mm -hmm. right? I feel like there's a lot of things like when you're young, if you get told you're good at something, then you sort of reinforce it. And I was mm. like, people sort of were definitely supportive of it. And I was like, oh, because I'd never been good at anything. So I was like, oh, I'll just go with this. And it just sort of turned into this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy where I just kept writing and just in complete isolation. It's like you with reality TV. You it's were, true. You it's found true. something you were good at and you just... <laughs> I, I I do remember when I was at school though I remember lying in bed at school and thinking God I just want to be cool and I remember thinking I just want to be so cool because I was at this boarding school and I remember thinking all I want to do is like do like wear a bandana and walk into school and everyone looks at me and think I'm really cool. I remember, was this like, at Radley? The, this, is not, this is not when I was 15, no. It was more when I was like eight, nine. Aww. Yeah, and I remember Sweet. Yeah, and I remember so well that I wanted to be really cool. And then like a, a half a year later, I got given the part in a play in this play called Smike and I played Boulder, where I was like the punk kid. And I got out and came and sang this song called Do the Boys Rock. Do the boy squeezy had a daughter only four for five but man you ought to see her when she hits that drive whoa yeah reeling and a rocking that was my song yeah and wow. and i felt like, like blues yeah <laughs> i also played the uh handheld uh keyboard at the same time <laughs> handheld. but but the thing is but did you face any obstacles when doing because a lot of you know a lot of people face obstacles and things like that like someone said to you oh you can't do this and you can't do that but what kind of propelled you forward was it your parents or you're just your own like desire in a sense my mum always said she was like we're never gonna um say that you have to practice but we'll just stop paying for the lessons and so i would always be like it was i knew it was down to me like i was never going to be pushed it was the opposite if anything they were like mm. come to dinner and i was like no i was like i'm playing piano and i remember her telling me a story being like oh i was just talking to her friends at her book club being like you know when you just can't get your child off the piano and they're like no and she's like, oh, it's really annoying, isn't it? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. So you were just obsessed with it? <laughs> yeah, completely. I feel like I definitely had the piano instead of like a friendship group at school, which is kind of like at the time sad. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that's sad. <laughs> 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 but it's fine now because I get to do what I love every day. Which is so true. And, and also... You had the last laugh. Ha. But, 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 also, <laughs> but also, which is so interesting, and I think will relate to so many people out there, which is really important, is that... Um, I suppose what you're sort of saying is is that you felt sort of different to the other kids, maybe in a different... I was, I really was. I was like, year six, I remember I came back and someone who I'd been in class with for many years tapped me on the shoulder and was like, excuse me, miss? And I was like, I'm oh, in no. your class! <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Oh, no. I, me and my mum had gone shopping right and this like definitely older woman shop and I got like this furry gilet and I thought I was so cool and I basically came back and that completely crashed everything just down to the ground because I was so tall and he thought I was an adult and that's basically why kids just didn't want to like hang out with me because they thought I was much older than I was it was like a nightmare I I, I put that so heartbreaking that, that someone in your class I was like, I was like I've been in your class for years <laughs> Like, like literally what are you talking about oh no he didn't, he didn't even seem that shocked i was like oh. but then okay so so were you kind of were you shy as a oh i didn't speak 
I really? didn't speak because I you just like sang. A, yeah, no, for real. I wouldn't speak, and then there would be these shows, and I'd like sing, and everyone would be like, oh, "I didn't know he could even make a noise," and but, I'd be like, "Hello." But but you you see my sort of there's a contradiction to that, right? Because you're mm. super shy and like crippling me. yeah, but crippling me, right? And again, this relates to so many people. But then yet you could stand on stage, which is the most kind of revealing <clears throat> place in the world, and and sing and do something. Which surely, if you're shy, that's the last place you would ever want to be. For some reason, it feels like you know I couldn't really be myself <clears throat> in school, and it was so painful to have that like every day. And I could be myself at home, which was always like you know that kept me sort of going. But the first time I ever sang, like it was like an open mic night. It was like the first time I'd ever really been myself in school, mm. and I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. And I guess if you're if you're playing in front of you know a huge crowd. It's, it's some some somewhat easier maybe than than talking you, to like well, a like, group or, of people yeah or even even performing in front of like ten people in a room is more awkward than performing ten thousand 10, yeah no it really 000. is hundred percent yeah but what was your what was your first time then so you're so you're playing the piano loads um your your friend is the piano um you can't you can't read or write music you still can't you're mm. you're writing your own songs your teachers are telling you. That. This is an F sharp, and I told you not to do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do that again, I'm going to break your fingers. <laughs> yeah, no, legit. I used to have a piano teacher who used to try and hit my hands, and I'd be like, no. I was like, no. And he was like, and I'd be like, stop it. He was like, old school. I was like, no, you're going to hit me. And he was like, I'd just play all the wrong chords, and he'd get upset. Well, he, hit, so you're, he tried you're... to. I feel really, really lucky that I was sort of brought up not in terms of like to apologize for like who I was, especially as like being a girl. I didn't see there being any difference. And so when I went to yeah. all these open mic nights, and every girl would have a guy playing guitar with them, and I'd be like, I've, why isn't anyone playing their instrument? This is so weird. I know. love that attitude. That is such. Your parents are so badass. I didn't know because that. they they spent all their time trying to learn sheet music <laughs> and not actually learning to play and write music. Right? It's just very very strange to me. It's still true. Like women in terms of like in, in the songwriting community. Like I've written with, you know, probably like a hundred men, and I've written with like one woman. Mm. So it's like that kind of percentage, and it's so worrying. And so in terms of like championing like women's songwriting is just something that I'm hugely passionate about. Rehan, we got to stop you there because um, on that very important moment because we have to hear a little mention from our sponsors. We take oh, a yeah. Little, yeah, we take a little break right now. It's a fake break because we're not actually going to read anything. We're just going to go into a break and then we're going to say something which is pre-recorded and then come straight back in, if that's okay I'm, with you. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> okay, so... Uh, We'll, we'll we'll see you in like half a millisecond. <laughs> see you in a bit. Half a millisecond. Well, I don't know. Millisecond. What, 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 they're gonna so hit. They're gonna. Isn't they? They're called a millisecond, aren't they? <laughs> what are they called? What, what is happening? What? Uh, what? Oh. They're a millisecond. And we're back. <laughs> no, we're not. We, they haven't heard from our sponsors yet. Look, we'll see you in a millisecond. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. That was it. Ah, there we go. That was good. That was it. That was our little break. Told you it would be a mini-second. It really was. <laughs> but what I want to find out more, right, is... Um, why do you think in why do you think in the music industry you've only worked with one women writer? Why why is that? Because growing up, especially even at like music schools that I sort of went to, it was just sort of 
you know, all the girls would like crowd round their table. All the boys would have like sound on sound, like the music magazine. And they'd all be like, oh my God, look at this plugin. It's amazing. And, and then all the girls would be like around like a tabloid being like, oh my God, everyone's so thin. It's amazing. And I was just like really saddened by that. And I'd, mm. I used to be like, does anyone want to come like write with me after school? And they're just like, oh no. Like, and the boys, there was a few boys who wrote their own music. But they all played their own instruments. And I used yeah. to just find that so bizarre. Cause was I was like- the, the Brit school? Yeah, this was yeah. the Brit school. And I was like, I'd spent so long being like, I'll go there and I'll find my tribe. And it was still that same sort of like isolation. And I was like, oh my God. But at the same time, I learned so much about, you know, almost the underdogs, the people who started at the Brit school as the people who didn't have, you know, who weren't signed at like 14. We had so much more to fight for and so mm. much more to say. And I'm so happy that they were like, you guys aren't gonna do anything. Cause I was like, bring it. Like yeah. it kind of really, lit a and, fire in me. And that and that's what really drove you forward was the the constant kind of rejection, I yeah. suppose, towards mm. you. Yeah. So you, so you felt you had to work harder uh, yeah, there was a few of us who were definitely, there was a few people who had definitely been signed young and they were like, this is just going to be easy. Yeah. And they just sort of, you could just tell they thought that things were a just going to happen. conclusion. Yeah. And I remember one of them came in on time when I was writing and I was like, oh, do you guys like want to, do you want to write? And like, they literally were like, oh no, I don't want to write. And now they like messaged me being like, oh, can I support you? And I'm like, no, shut up you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Francis, ah, Francis I'm not lie, is supporting like... <laughs> me on his keyboard. <laughs> He's incredible. Yeah. But there's a- Jamie on the blues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just on the blues. <laughs> Why is the Jamie, blues? I don't know. He's on the blues in the corner. Just the whole thing. Yeah, it's just the blues. I thought, aren't they there's drugs you take? The <laughs> it's not on the blues. I know he's on the reds. Yeah, I'm on the reds. <laughs> but Fred, so I just want to know that because we skipped over it pretty quickly. You, you you were being insecure, you were being worried and you were going on stage and everyone else had their people playing guitars for them, but you were by yourself. Yeah. What was that first moment where you went on stage and were like, here, I'm going to go? Because surely that's an unbelievable moment for you. That it you felt like out. cliff diving, it really did. But at the same time, I felt like I sort of didn't really have anything to lose because I was so sort of not myself at school. And I saw a poster for an open mic night and I was like, because I've been writing songs at home and like not showing mm. them to anyone, never thinking I would. I was like, I can just write songs at home just, you know, just to get out how I'm feeling. Um, but I went along and it was just for 16 to 18 year olds and I was 11. But because I was so tall, wow. they didn't know that I wasn't 16. So um, they let me in and my parents came down because I was going to school in Hertfordshire and it was really far away from where I lived. So my parents like drove up and it was a big deal. And I was like, oh my God. I love that your oh parents went for it as well. That's so Yeah, they epic. came for the open mic night and everyone was on bean bags and it was like really cool. <laughs> I you said everyone's on beans. <laughs> Everyone's on like beans. <laughs> it was that kind of like laid back vibe. But I just remember, I thought I was literally gonna die. I was so scared. Um, but I got up there with my dad's guitar and I had like my big green coat on cause it was like a safety blanket. Mm. And I played these two songs I'd written and it was just like a lightning bolt just hit me in the face. I'm like, Boom, this is what I wanna do. Like, I love this. And did you get a, a standing ovation afterwards? I think the beanbags were really hard to get up on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not blaming it on that. But a round of applause at least. Yeah, yeah. that was nice. <laughs> but, but that, that's pretty insane that you, you you had the energy and the willpower to kind of go and see this open mic night and go and do it. Did you definitely feel um, lonely as a as a sort of growing up, or did, were you were you not no, lonely? It was or... daily like heartbreak. I think people thought that I was someone who really liked being on my own, but I'd been brought up around people and around actors and around people who just like, have these really lively like funny conversations, and then to go to school and sort of be treated like you're sort of so different that you're like not even part of the. I was thinking about it the other day because it's not exactly bullying, but it's like ostracizing is almost worse because yeah. you're kind of, it's like, so it's like psychological death. You're like, because I used to sit down at lunch and everyone would just get up and leave. Like not because of, they didn't like me. I think it was just because they were like, we just don't have anything in common. Mm. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm dying. But I think it's a wonderful opportunity now to kind of, it was almost like a cocoon. It gave me a lot of time to sort of work out who I was a lot earlier than I probably would have done if I'd had loads of friends or like, and now I have, you know, the most incredible band and the most incredible yeah. team. And I kind of get to do what I love with people I love. And that's kind of the Did you broad. choose your uh, band? Or? It's kind of like a slow growing process mm. of like people know people and I love them to death. Like we're literally mm. like a family now. I love it. But what, you know, my, my girlfriend- If you ever need a blues player. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, oh, I'm sitting over here. Um, but my girlfriend very much had the same thing. She was this, uh, she was a French girl that came to a school. She English. was. She, she is a French girl. <laughs> She's French. Until I murdered her. <laughs> That's so dumb. Kidding, obviously I didn't murder mm. her um but she was a french girl she is a french girl you who better came. hope she's not murdered because <laughs> yeah, i'm the suspect aren't i <laughs> be annoying um but she was she is a french girl who came to an english school and she had the same thing where she would go and she talks about it tells me she would go to lunch 
um, everyone would then get up from the table and just move away just because they wanted to make a point. Yeah. And, it, and it's They'd really... they throw baguettes at her. <laughs> yeah, and berets. <laughs> but no, but it made her... It made her really upset. And so she... And I, and I now have a real sort of anger because mm. I, I can't do anything. I can't... It's in the past. Why, why would it, but for some reason, I get an anger towards it. But the strange thing, you, you, you're, you're intelligent, beautiful, like smart, like chatty, everything. So it's odd that people would just suddenly make that decision when you're younger that to alienate you for for no apparent reason i think i was just very different <laughs> but I, but how and what, but difference good you know there's always that thing that people say why fit in when we're born to stand well, out children, right yeah. that's the point but, but children are mean and like yeah i don't think know, anyone's cruel, their best you know? at school no. i feel like everyone's a bit sort of insecure and i was definitely like i don't know just such an obvious target for someone who's just like you know very different mm. it's like a sort well, of well you should know i mean you bullied that kid who was obsessed <laughs> I did with not. yellow <laughs> i never did well, well but then like so then you you were you finished brit school you're doing brit school and then you had i suppose your big turning point in your career and correct me if i'm wrong but your big turning point was uh love island was on and there was this big breakup scene between laura, uh, and, jack. laura yeah. and jack and i know you spoke about this a million times but i think this is your sort of big moment and your song lost without you mm. which i just dreamy love about i think yeah. we, we we love it don't we um oh, that, yeah yeah it came on and um that was the big moment that your it was shazam something like thirteen thousand times crazy which is it's like the most shazam song ever or something ridiculous like it so what what happened then so it's one of those things like we've been, you know, playing shows and releasing music for about a year before that. But I was actually watching a different series of Love Island. So I was kind of in the same sort of headspace of like loving it. Oh, but you, I were, wasn't you, actually were, you were behind a season or? Yeah, I was the season behind. So I was like, <laughs> what's going on? I don't know what's going on. And I yeah, got... You really are different. Why did you decide to watch them out of? Because it was on, one of them's on Netflix and I was trying to watch it like traveling. And so I downloaded ah. them all. So you were like to everyone, don't, don't talk to me. Don't <laughs> tell me what happened. Do they stay together? Do they not? I was just, a, I found it a complete honor that they'd wanted to use any of my songs and they used all three of my singles. Wow. And so, because they said that they might use one of them at most and I was like well that would be amazing but I had no idea how much or if it would even have any impact because mm. you know things happen like things just move on but that was a real moment in terms of people yeah. just sort of like it put it into like the top 10 and like it just sort of that's millions of people listening to it you know um, yeah just overnight but but you had no idea it was gonna this is what no you, idea your panic you, you i heard you say that your friend sent it in and yeah. they said oh we probably won't use it no they were like we probably won't use it because it's like itv they're like there's not very much of a chance that we're going to use it because it's like you know doesn't have drums like loads of stuff yeah. it's kind of sad and i was like yeah um <laughs> but this is, it doesn't have drums <laughs> is that what they You'd said be surprised there's there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of reasons why it shouldn't have worked um mm. and it's just crazy for it to like you know be in the top 10 and but that's amazing. And so you, you had this whole moment. So you're on tour and suddenly people are going like, oh God, you're on Love Island and all this kind of thing. And then Scott Mills says it's his like number one. That was when things got really weird. I was like, it's such a slow progression. Like, oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's really weird. And then suddenly you're like, why am I on top of the pops on Christmas Day? This is insane. Yeah. Like six months ago, I was, you know, watching things like this being like, that's amazing. Um, so did it, so it, it all happened very quickly. I mean, Because I've been playing writing since I was like, yeah. 11 it just sort of didn't, felt yeah. it didn't feel like yeah. overnight but it, there was definitely like a sort of snowball effect after love island mm. like it was just kind of everything just sort of started to get that bit bigger and sort of faster but for me the, the biggest joy was like the tour because i feel like that totally transformed the kind of feeling of the tour it just kind of became electric but you were on tour at the time no it was kind of we were doing a lot of like traveling around europe and we was like mm. i think we were getting back from like germany and I was sort of in a cab going home and I just sort of got a text from my friend being like, you're on Love Island. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm in a cab. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pretty much would never go on Love Island. And she was like, no, no, your song. I was like, oh my God, they used it. Um, but just, you know, that was a nice thing enough. And then it just sort of, the Shazam thing happened and then it was in the charts and it was like, the first woman to write a song since like Kate Bush in the charts. And I was wow. like, that's insane. Cause I love Kate Bush and I was yeah. like, there's just little moments where you like actually have to pinch yourself. Who is Kate? Do you know Kate yeah. Bush's? Uh, yeah, not, not George Bush. No, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kate Bush. What is she? What is Kate Bush? She's like? running up that hill. Withering Heights. Heights. Weathering Heights. Heights. How does it? Heights. Well, go on, Francis, sing it then. Go on. I don't know why. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know why. I don't. Is that the song? I don't. It's know. not the blues. You might not no, know. That's oh, not. that's why. Sorry, I only connect with blues. That's why I just can't hear anything else. It's, it's just she's got a very high voice. I don't know why. She's stunning lyricist. Yeah. I Is she that. really? Yeah. 
But that so that whole moment just suddenly, and then does it because I suppose you're you're trying to build. You, you've done all the things you're trying to build towards becoming um, a a a known musician, right? You're already a musician, but you're becoming to become like a really. We haven't even released the album yet. I think that's the thing that's really blowing my mind is like the kind of opportunities we're getting now are just like normally people like after they have an album they try to and we've not even we've released two live albums and it's like that's we still have the studio album to go and we were still in the process of making it and so it just it meant that these incredible people these icons that i've always listened to were suddenly like can i like help out and i'm like oh my god yes you can so it's just it's it's gonna be so exciting like we've got incredible strings and we've got like a gospel choir and it's like incredible people that's so exciting Mm -hmm. when so when are you hoping to actually um lay down all the, tr- the tracks for the new album we've done it oh you've done it oh, yeah right. we've oh, been wow. working over it over the last whole year and it just took so many different turns because obviously after the single went into the charts it's like oh my it just sort of makes you realize that the kind of album that you want something to be and just sort of everyone just sort of sorry lay down that, that means record it <laughs> yeah, I know what lay down industry. don't worry I can lay down any stuff and spit any lyric you want me to for you uh, well actually we'll, well, I think we're fine okay well mm. just letting you know that but can you explain some more about say singles because I never get this singles and albums uh, <laughs> no I know what they mean Francis <laughs> one's really short yeah Freya. and one's longer Freya, look look if you want sorry, look I know what they mean alright I I understand that you, you just break it down. No, I'm not breaking that shit down. So an EP is like a slightly like yes. in the middle. Do you know what EP stands for, Francis? Extended play. There we go. Did you know that? No, I did not. <laughs> it was very good of you to know that. Do you know what? Do you know what LP stands for? Uh, Lieutenant. What does it mean? I've forgotten. For, what? What? What does uh, it mean? I don't even know. <laughs> okay, good. These are that. I was trying, I was actually just asking <laughs> you. But so, I want to know this more, right? So, because I, I don't understand like the idea of like the albums and things. You, you release all these singles and mm. then put them together in an album. Is that what happens? Not entirely. I feel like mostly it's because some of the singles won't be on the album. So you some you, will. So you create the singles first and then you create the album. Or because I would say that you create. You go like, okay, this is what the album's going to be called. It's going to be called Jamie Lang. And then these are the songs. The blues. That we, the, yeah, Jamie Lang and the blues. <laughs> Jamie Lang is blue. Yeah, and, but, and then we're going to write all the singles. But no, it's the opposite way around where you, you write all the singles and then yeah. you create the album. Mm, exactly. But well, why that, do they do that? That's I guess a silly some, way of doing it, isn't it? Well, you just, you write songs and then you choose the ones that, you know, you feel like are going to resonate with people or the ones that you want to put out first to kind of advertise the album. And mm. it's just, it's, a crazy opportunity to be able to like you know we've just sold out the roundhouse and it's like wow. we haven't put out an album wait it's sold out so we can't get tickets can we not get tickets to it no what no, no. no you can come if you want to come. can we come yeah can we come I'd love to invite you yeah come down are you actually inviting us yeah come to when is it it's uh, it's March the 13th obviously I'm there are you guys Definitely. around yeah, yeah oh I'm, my putting, God, I'm, I'm actually putting it in my diary now so excited we're designing the set at the moment and it's mental we've got like, some exciting moving things Sim. I'm free on that day there's, you nothing, there's nothing in my diary <laughs> yes Jamie what Oh, oh sorry, my bad. I'm free that day. There's nothing in my diary. I keep telling people it's the 13th. Is it not? My parents might not be able to yeah, make it. That's terrible. I know. I love how. I love how. Wait, the 13th is sold out. What about the 11th <laughs> when, the, when the actual concert? No one's coming. I, I love how I do. That. No one's coming. No one's coming. I love how I do that as well. I literally go through my diary. Oh yeah, I can clear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. Nothing in it. I'm putting like, it in cancel. my. I'm putting it in my diary. Like now. your mum's birthday. Cancel. Yeah, but my, are we doing it on a Monday night? Mm-hmm it's crazy because it's kind of in the middle of tour like we did Shepherd's Bush and it was the first day of the whole tour so like everyone was like getting wild and we were like cup of tea on the tour bus here we go and it was like it was so exciting to get on the tour bus so, and like have that experience because it was like from a film uh, but, then, but then now when you actually do your full UK tour which you'll do after America mm-hmm. right so that's going to be it's in the dark because like, that because now you're 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 so well known in the UK you know, surely your the the audiences you are playing to in um, Europe mm. will pale in comparison to the audiences you're going to play to here, or is it kind of? It's uh, kind of like because we've done a lot of stuff in like Germany and like the Netherlands and Sweden and like Norway. It's actually kind of growing at the same sort of oh, really? rate. And in fact, some of them have been like some of the most supportive sort of countries before anything was like they put me on radio like ages wow. ago so France so you play in Amsterdam yeah love France, playing in Amsterdam you are look how excited you are Francis what? gonna go over there and another excuse to go to Amsterdam do you like Amsterdam yeah well I mean I, I like Amsterdam beautiful I, I, I like the canals <laughs> and, uh, but I find that I, this is insane man that, that like it, it's so exciting that um 
that like things are going so well for you and and you deserve it like your your voice is insane it connects with so many different people and and how amazing now that do people talk about like I mean, people talk about like reality TV and and television. How it's 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 not good for things. Like, but in fact, for someone like you, it was mm. like something so great for your beginning, right? I honestly would never have expected it, and it's something that I'm just so grateful for because I feel like having those years where I literally went around and played Lost Without You in pubs, like to mm. two people and a poodle. That happened. Um, <laughs> Is that the? It was, were they all like, God? I feel a bit like sad now. <laughs> no, they were really sweet. They're a really sweet couple, and they asked me to play at their wedding. Did you um, play at their wedding? No, I'm not sure if they ever got married in the end. I think because oh. they broke up after you sang that song. Sorry, they were so sweet though, and I felt like it didn't matter if it was two people or like twenty thousand people. I was going to do the same show. I like. Can yeah. you can you tell us what the album's going to be called? Was that not allowed? It's self-titled. I feel like the only thing that it has in common is like, oh, cause it's kind of been written. Like there's a song that I started when I was 14 and there's a song that I finished like right before we recorded it. So it spans the whole oh, what wow. test what of time. What does self-titled mean? Like my name. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, so your album would be called Jamie Lang. Yeah, Jamie Lang. yeah, okay. Oh, I get you. I get you. Uh, right, very. what we like to do on the podcast is we have something called Question of the Week where Francis asks her a, us a question and we try and answer it. Amazing. Yeah, it's right. a bit of format for you right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Francis, my dearest friend, please let's have the answer. No, que- dearest what? friend, wow. Yeah, you are. A very, you yeah. are. You are. An, an esteemed position. Though. Esteemed position. Esteemed. Esteemed. <laughs> You're like getting a bit steamed. Yeah, a little bit steamy here. Esteemed miniseconds. (laughs) Francis, let's have the question of the week. Um, There is an island in Japan Mm -hmm. which uh, it's only inhabited. Yoshi. Fuji. Yoshi Cider. Fuji. Fuji. No. (laughs) No, no, no. It's only inhabited by one animal. On the island, no one lives there. It's just inhabited by one 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 animal. Mm. What is the animal? I think I know this. Freya, you are the loveliest guest, so you get to go first because I'm not going to copy your answer. But I feel like you're going to steal mine. Feel like you're feel like you're a knicker of answers. <sighs> I probably am. Dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, snap! Yeah. Wait, you're dyslexic too. Well, I don't know. There's, there's. there's <laughs> this, this is like his asthma <laughs> and his hypochondria. Just, just, he just <laughs> likes to claim all these illnesses no, and all no, like, all no. like. No, I don't. So basically, when I was at school, I had to take the dyslexic test. Did you do the dyslexic test? Mm. I yeah, did yeah. a dyslexic test as well. Okay. Did well, you? Were I, you? I, well, I think I am actually. I did mine. Mm. I but did. I didn't. I never actually like. I, I think I failed the test. So that's I, a clear sign. You are dyslexic. Yeah. Well, I did mine and I didn't fail the test. And I went back to my teacher and I said, "Well, wh- why did I fail it?" And he said, "Because you're stupid." So he, I, I was. That's a dis- terrible thing. To I make. know. But my spelling. Well, give me a word to spell. I okay, let's have a let's have a spell off. Let's have All right, a spell. Spell um, millisecond. Minisecond. Mini. Minisecond. I think you are dyslexic. No, no, just give me another one. Go on, give us both a word. Here we go. Because I know we can do Big that. Big elephants can't always use small exits. It's the only one I can remember. You know when someone's dyslexic when they do that. <laughs> I like still use it. Mrs. C, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, R. Mississippi. Mississippi. So because I was uh, bilingual growing up, and so I learned French. But oh. when I was growing up, I learned learned English and French at the same time. But then my spelling was. Like I, I spelt words differently. Sometimes I spelt spelt the French way. Sometimes I spelt spelt the English way. Mm. Um, so I wasn't. Uh, so I, I, my French teacher in in France thought that I was dyslexic, but then I never actually ended up taking because you were speaking English. The, the, <laughs> like, the, you're yeah, dyslexic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's almost like guys dyslexic speak yeah. English. But then, uh, but then, um, yeah. Because, but anyway, so so a word for you guys to try and spell spell. I forgot. <laughs> forgot. On a matter peer. Oh my lord! On a matter peer. On. Okay, I'll go first. Is that like a yoga on the beach thing? <coughs> what? Do it like on a mat or pier? On yeah. a mat or pier. Oh. It's a new yoga mat. It's like a new it. yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On a matter peer. On. O n. M a t. P i. No, that's on mat. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> on mat. Okay, go on, Fred, fine. Clever clogs, go on. This is a yeah. nightmare. Go on, on the mat of beer. And then I'm going to give you cloud. <laughs> <laughs> on a mat of beer. O, on, O, N, R, A. Yeah. M. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. This is a nightmare. You sound so confident <laughs> doing it. <laughs> when you were writing Two. an exam, I was taking ages. <laughs> they, they gave me extra time. See, I didn't get extra time. I loved my extra time. meant so much to me because I was nowhere near finished. <laughs> Where were you? You at A? Mm, I don't like that. All right. Well, <laughs> let's just say we, 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 we believe you. Freya, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, why don't you guys give me the answer to the question? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for the answer first. I think it's snakes. Snakes? I think it's snakes. Yeah. You think there's an island just inhabited by snakes? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it is. All right. Snakes on a plane. Yeah, yeah. Snakes, snakes on a plane. plane. And on an island. On an island. Um, penguins. Penguins. Why not? Oh, I love penguins. I love penguins. They're my, you know, you know, penguins are so sweet. You know, they give their mate a rock to, to, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. to practice looking after an uh, egg. Yeah. No, I thought it was like an engagement rock. Engagement rock. I know, but I thought it was to practice looking after the egg. No, it's no, the prettiest, it's the, shiniest rock. Yeah, the shiniest rock. And also, what they do is they, <clears throat> they hold circles around each other to keep each other warm. They swap positions when someone gets cold. And also, you know, see. It's like a, a peloton in the like Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, you know how you tell a female sea urchin? Uh, the, the female tell them what? Yeah, when you tell when you hey sea urchin, when you tell you to tell a when you the difference between a female sea urchin and a male sea urchin, the female sea urchins have stones on them, so they look pretty. What the female ones? Yeah. But it's mostly why the male you, ones. Isn't why are you it? trying to find the female sea urchins? You pervert. <laughs> <laughs> but they just have massive fake lashes, and you're like that one. That one. I like that one. <laughs> uh, right, bro. Uh, that's the end of part one. We're going to be back in part two, uh, where we have the answers to the question of the week, Francis Diary, and just loads more of your coolness. Thank you. We'll see you in part two. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.